A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got a crazy story of some in-laws going absolutely nuclear. But first, a story from Hucklebear E., Parents planned me a surprise party and then made me pay for the whole event. For my 21st birthday, my parents planned a surprise party at this themed bar with my roommates. Some context, I had just gotten out of the hospital with permission from my doctor to have only the quantity of a shot of alcohol and still recovering, so all my money had gone to medical bills and recovery. I didn't have a lot on me or in my bank. The party was great. My parents told me they were going to leave early because they can't stay up to 3am drinking and partying. Understandable. On the way out, my dad walks over to my tipsy butt. Only had as much as I was allowed to, but due to the blood alcohol ratio, it was a lot for me. And whispers to me, hey bud, happy birthday. You know your mom and I are low on cash. Can you pay for tonight? The bill had gone over 400 US dollars at this point. I'll pay you back. In my dazed state, I said, sure dad. It overcharged my card, costing me an extra 30 bucks the next day. Thankfully, my roommates, being the beautiful people they are, helped me out and paid the 30 with some more just so my bank wouldn't yell at me. I'm 24 now, never got paid back. Every time I bring it up to my father, he says he will, then doesn't, rinse and repeat. If you can't pay for a party you're hosting or planning, don't plan it. I would have totally have been fine having a small party at home with some wine coolers or something, which would have been much cheaper if I had to pay for it with my very limited funds. Would you guys agree with me when I say that it is unbelievably trashy to throw a party for someone else, or organize a trip out and then expect them at the very end to pay for it? Would this have been any better if they only asked OP to pay a portion of it? Or would that still have been hugely inappropriate? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Neurothic, the sister-in-law who tried to get our discount coupons. This is about my sister-in-law who has five children and her inexplicable need for a discount. We have several indoor play areas in our county, and a couple of those are trampoline parks, for a lack of better word. A couple of her children love to go to the trampoline parks, as they're getting a bit too old for indoor play areas. A couple of weeks ago, my children's daycare organized a playdate morning for the children of the daycare. You could sign in and when you leave, you'd get a goodie bag. Wonderful. The kids had a blast and afterwards we went to my in-laws house for the usual lunchtime get together with coffee and some yummy goodies. Darling son was talking so much about all the fun he had with his friends and showed off his goodie bag to his aunts, uncle and grandparents. In it was a keychain, a little toy and a discount voucher for the trampoline park close to our homes. Sister-in-law was very enthusiastic in her replies towards my darling son, and even more so when she saw the voucher. Immediately, she started on how some of her children would love the vouchers and how they would love to go to that place. Yeah, I know. I'm the one who buys vouchers for their birthdays and holidays for a couple of years in a row now. Fun fact, sister-in-law tries to manipulate you first for you to do what she wants. What does she want? One or both vouchers. The paraphrased conversation we had... Sister-in-law said, Oh, my children would love to have such a discount. They'd make good use of it. I say, Yeah, it is a nice discount. $7.50 instead of 10 
Sister-in-law says, daughter too can jump again. She had surgery and she's cleared for exercise again. She would love to go. I said, really? Good to hear she can go again. I've been talking with the mothers of Darling Son's friends and we plan to go there soon. She says, but what are you going to do with the one you got for Darling Daughter? She's too young. I said, that's true. I wanted to use it for my brother's sons as a family outing. We haven't seen each other for a while now and we're planning a day together. She says, you can give it to me. My sons and daughter would love it. I said, maybe, but I'm going to see if my brother's interested. After this, she continues to steer any conversation back to the voucher. When it was time to leave, I grabbed everything, including the goodie bags, to see one of the vouchers is missing. I point this out and ask my darling husband if he got it. He didn't, so a search ensues. Meanwhile, sister-in-law is playing dumb on not having seen the voucher. While we just started the search, sister-in-law gets a call. Guess what happens when she opens her case to answer? If you said the voucher's there, grab a cookie. The voucher falls out from her case. I simply grab it, put it with my own phone, and turn to leave. My father-in-law and darling husband are asking her what the heck she was thinking after she finished her call. She plays sweet and innocent and tries to downplay it, claiming that I told her she could have it. I told her I never said such a thing, and darling husband said the same. We leave and in the car, I say to darling husband that if my brother wasn't interested, I might have given the voucher to sister-in-law instead. Now there isn't even an ice cube's chance in heck that she'll get it. I'd rather take darling son twice to have fun on a trampoline course. He agrees. I just hope that if OP or their family interact with sister-in-law again, that this is the kind of behavior that they call out and will not tolerate at all going forward. Knowing they're trying to manipulate you and when they don't get their way, they're willing to steal when you're not looking. You now know without a shadow of a doubt what kind of person they are, so I say don't take any crap and hold them accountable despite whatever excuse they try to come up with. If you aren't already immediately putting a wall up between interacting with them. This next story is from TopBug8997. Entitled mother demands I give her parental controls for my Wi-Fi. My brother, amazing human, was over and brought his family for a few nights. I live in a fair-sized apartment, and I also work for an ISP as a fiber coax technician, so I'm good with networking. As such, I have two Wi-Fi networks, along with Ethernet and Mocha, a private and a guest Wi-Fi network. Anyways, here it goes. Entitled Mother says, Hey OP, can you get us on the Wi-Fi? I say, sure, the password's 12345ABCDE. Good Kid says, what's the network name? The Entitled Mother says, wait your turn. I say, the network name is Reddit Guest. The Entitled Kid says, Mommy, Good Kid won't give me the password. He says he doesn't know it, but he's lying. I want Wi-Fi now. He doesn't need it. I want it. The Mother says, Good Kid, give your little sister the Wi-Fi password now. You really should be more responsible. The Good Kid says, I don't know it, Mom. You pushed me away when OP was giving it out. I say, okay, it's 12345ABCDE. Got it? Good Kid and Entitled Kid say, yep. The Entitled Mother grunts and says, Hey OP, can you give me admin so I can put parental restrictions on Good Kid? After all that, he needs to be taught a lesson. He needs to learn that his sister is also important. Actually, you should really let Entitled Kid on your private. That way she gets what she needs. I say, well, no, my private Wi-Fi is private, but if you need them, I'll put them on. She says, no, no, that doesn't work. You see, I need to put them on for maximum effect. Please put your ideas as to what she wanted to do down below. I look forward to reading them. 
I say, no, I'm not giving you admin. Tell me what the parental restrictions are and I'll put them on. And they'll also affect Entitled Kid too. Everyone's equal on my network. The Entitled Mother says, I need admin, alright. And Entitled Kid has done nothing wrong. At this point, Entitled Kid had started hitting Good Kid. And Brother goes in to split up the fight. The Entitled Mother says, see, he deserves it after fighting with his sister. Let me do it. I say, no, that's the final answer. That ended the fiasco until my brother called me the following week. He said, hey OP, my wife just got something called Circle, and apparently next time she's at your house, she's going to plug it in to control your Wi-Fi. I said, well, tell her I said no, and he says, will do, bye. So that's that. Fun, right? Please let me know what you think. I'd be glad to help out anyone with network problems as well. I mean, besides the obvious that you're not going to give somebody else admin access to your Wi-Fi setup, Can I point out that not everything is created equal as far as parental restrictions go? I mean, most routers nowadays have a built-in restriction thing that's pretty easy to figure out, but it's pretty rich to assume that somebody's going to just give you free reign to mess with their network, let alone the fact that this was all very blatantly being just really unfair on good kid. I feel bad for that kid, and I don't understand how the father isn't doing anything about it. Honestly, I think OP needs to call them out on it. I guess you just don't want to start that beef with somebody like Entitled Mother. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from The Jan. My parents-in-law went nuclear for not offering my brother-in-law high salary. I have a brother-in-law, and let's call him conveniently Bill. He's 26 years old, two times university dropout, and never worked, even no summer job. But okay lad as a person, just a little bit Kevin. I work in a large company and I have the ability to create positions, hire and fire within my department. One day my parents-in-law asked me if I could find some work for Billy. Despite us not needing anybody in my department for additional unskilled labor, I went three weeks through hoops and corporate gymnastics to create a position for him and justify it to my superiors why we need this position and why not create a public job offer for it. I think I blew all my favors and definitely owe some now. The day finally came when I received the contract for him from HR. He was supposed to be a back office administrator or in a human language, clerk. The salary was set a tiny bit under national median for this position, but I simply just could not justify more. This weekend, I brought the contract to Billy, who lives with his parents, and presented him the contract, and here we go. For perspective, 1300 netto here is the average living cost for a single person outside of city centers. I say, and here's your salary, the bottom line, which shows what will appear on your bank account after tax and social security. Billy says, 1300 euros isn't much, is it? I say it is an entry position, and your job is really just pulling from archives or archiving with occasional data entry, but see here, I pointed at the benefits, each year you're eligible for a certain salary increase. Billy says, I thought I'll become your partner or something like that. I say, um, well, you're going to be something like my assistant. When I need something, I'll tell the back office manager, and she might assign it to you. His father joined in and said, What? You're making my son your errand boy and for such pittance? This is humiliating. I say, um, frankly, he does not have... He interrupted me. Everybody knows that you managers are sitting there all day doing nothing, so why can't my son? I say, listen, I can't make him project manager in an engineering company. If it's about money, I can put in a word for him into assembly hall. 
They always want people and the salaries way higher, but it is really hard work. Father says grease monkey? Like some Eastern Europe immigrant? I say, uh, that's actually also quite a bit of a qualified worker position. I meant like assembly worker on belts. Hard job, but as I said, a better salary, including paid overtime with more vacation than I have and actually a pretty decent chance of promotion. The father says, why don't you just put him in a coal mine right away then? Or better, make him... I say, we're done here. Billy, if you don't come tomorrow at 7am to my office, I'll put this offer to the Ministry of Labor for active job seekers, and good luck with your CV. The father says, and this married my daughter? I slam the door. Topics he called about afterwards with my wife? Your husband thinks so little of us that he wanted your brother to be his lackey for a grand a month. Now I'm happy you don't have kids yet, he'd probably put them on a farm field. If he abuses you, let me know, I'll knock his teeth out. The conclusion, he came today at 7am to my office to see those assembly belts, despite the wishes of his father, but with encouragement from his sister, my wife. Glad I could vent my frustration and anger with you here, dear editors, and at the same time amuse you. May your poop scrolling at work be fruitful. Honestly, I feel like this story is an example of why, unless you are sure you're going to make it work, like this is somebody that you cannot not get along with, that you should probably just say the company just isn't looking or like I just don't have that kind of pull at my company because it's just such a bad idea to get in business or work alongside family like that, ones you're not particularly close with or don't think very highly of. I mean, OP's sticking their neck out here pretty hard for somebody that I don't think they really have that much faith in personally. Our next story is from MLS0510. I'm buying a house and my parents didn't care until I didn't invite them. Kind of a success story in dealing with them. I've known exactly what I wanted for as long as I can remember. If it's achievable, I go after it. One of those things was a house, specifically a white farmhouse. I've been living in an apartment for 9 months now and my lease is over on the 12 month mark. I have a couple thousand saved up and I've been working on my credit for a year. It was a perfect time to start looking and if I found something I liked, I'll get it. A family friend is a loan officer and she recommended a real estate agent. We meet up, make a plan, and I get the process started. At that point, I knew I should probably tell my parents to prevent any debates or arguments about it and they owe me a couple thousand too. I go to lunch at their house every Tuesday and I work up the courage to bring it up as I'm about to leave. I say, hey, I've been talking to the loan officer and she recommended this agent and we started looking for houses. I get no response from either of them and they don't even look my way. I continue by saying, I know that you guys still owe me some X amount of money. I don't need it, but it would be extremely helpful in this process. It takes a minute, but my dad goes, well, we have to pay $20,000 in taxes for this quarter. They own two businesses, so I can't pay you for a while. My mom still won't look at me. I say okay and I leave. They never mention it again. A couple of weeks later, I'm now touring houses. Throughout those weeks, I try to drop hints and try to include them in this process, but they seemed completely uninterested. I go look at my first few houses and I'm considering putting an offer in on one, but I wanted to look at it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. One more time and see another house first. My sister's also interested in buying a house, but for now, she's just watching the market and she sends me different ones to check out. This one she sent me, I'd already asked my agent about and I give her a call to tell her about it. My sister answers and my mom's with her. About five minutes through the call, my mom takes her phone and starts talking to me. At first it's cordial, but then she says that my dad doesn't feel included and it's making them upset. I say, well, I didn't know either of you wanted to be included. Now, this conversation should have ended with them asking if they can come along to a house showing, but instead my mom gets defensive. Now she starts going off, she brings up everything that I do that she doesn't agree with, and how I'm ruining my life and making terrible decisions. This goes on for 2 hours and 45 minutes, and yes, I looked. This has already been such an anxious week for me and I wasn't sleeping either. This was just the icing on the cake. I was done. I hung up on her because I realized this was getting nowhere. I was done defending my actions and trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I hung up and didn't talk to either of them for three days. Since then I've kept looking and I found what I want. I'm moving in on November 18th. Because my dad and I are so similar, we get along fairly well, but we both struggle with communicating. I now know how much he wanted to be a part of this, and I basically forced him to have a conversation about it with me. He told me right now is a terrible time to buy a house, and it would be a terrible investment. He went on about how the market's terrible, and interest rates are way too high, and how difficult it would be to refinance, etc., for 20 minutes. I was trying to find a good way to acknowledge him, but at the same time I already knew what he was saying and had taken it into account. I finally say, Dad, I know, I've already thought of that and the market could crash tomorrow or in six years. I don't know and neither do you, so it doesn't matter. What matters is I need a place to live and I don't want to rent for another year. 
If I'm able to buy it right now, why shouldn't I? He agreed with me, and since then I've tried my very best to include him in this process. I brought him to the house, and later that night, he told me how proud he was of me and that this was a huge accomplishment. I got my white farmhouse, and I can't wait to make it my home. I don't really have a question, but I wanted to share. I stuck to my boundaries, gave a whole lot of grace, and communicated as best as I could. It was a rough start, but a good ending so far. I think even beyond the housing market, the ideology that the father expressed here is always a tricky one to navigate. Whether you're following the price of a gaming console that you want or a piece of furniture you really want, or a stock maybe, or even like a cryptocurrency. If you're in a situation where you can afford it and you want it right then and there, but you're thinking, oh well it might hit a bubble and it might drop off really quickly if I just wait another month, or maybe another year. It turns into like almost gambling that you're preying on some kind of noticeable dip happening so you can feel better about yourself. What matters in the long run? Waiting potentially a really long time for a price that you're happy about? Or just having had that thing that you've wanted for all that time regardless? If it makes sense and you got the money for it, I say go for it when you can. Our next story is from Igneous M, but you work for me. I spent a wonderful decade as a teen coordinator for a childcare organization with after-school programs in the school year and day camp in the summer. It just so happened this place was an island that you had to take a plane or a boat to get away from. So small community where everyone knows everyone else's business in the non-tourist seasons. During the tourist season, the population exploded and you can get lost in the crowds. Often the island is referenced to as a small drinking island with a big fishing problem. With it being an island, you can't just get away to go party. Normally, I would recommend don't party where you work just because of these occurrences, but I couldn't do that. The most outrageous occurrences of entitled parents, of which there was a lot, especially wealthy parents, I had was at a brewery and distillery. During peak tourist season, people would bring kids with them for some dumb reason. The brewery was a very casual affair with lots of outside seating, live bands, and special weekend events. The thing is though, it was only alcohol, no food. So why bring your kids? Several friends came to the island to visit and we went to partake in an afternoon of delicious boozes. As I'm a flight of beer and a flight of vodkas in, I feel a pat on my back while sitting at an inside bar. Lo and behold, there was little Johnny, maybe eight years old. I said, um, hi Johnny. They say, hi OP. Mommy said to come over and say hi. I say, okay, cool, well, it's nice seeing you. You should go back to your parents. They say, okay. Two minutes later, Johnny, what are you doing back? You need to be with your parents. Johnny says, they said I should hang out with you. I say, Johnny, it's nice to see you, but I'm with my friends right now. Please go back to your mommy. Johnny runs off. Two minutes later, excuse me. Um, yes. Oh, hi, Johnny and Johnny's mom. She says, I need you to watch Johnny while we're here. I say, I'm sorry, what? She says, we're drinking, so I need you to watch Johnny. I say, what do you think I'm doing here? She says, well, you need to stop because I pay you to watch my child. I say, no, you don't. I don't work for you, and I'm not working right now. I'm with friends. She says, I pay for Johnny to go to the kids' org. You work for me. I say, I'm sorry, there's a miscommunication. My friends and I are leaving. The next day, Monday, I address it with the director when I go in for my afternoon shift. She said she knows all about it. They called to complain about how unprofessional I was, how I shouldn't be drinking on the clock. 
They have half a mind to call the police if that's the kind of people the kid's org employs. Turns out, though, the bartender also called a buddy of his, the athletic director of our place, and told the whole story to them as well. He then went to the director. Even longer story cut shorter. Their membership was revoked to the kids' org after a long meeting where the mom, who expected an apology and the director said it wasn't happening, said if they ever treat another staff member like that while not at the org, they would help depress harassment charges. The director even made a point of refunding their membership fee of $25. It's such a small amount that it's effectively a slap in the face. This was back in 2007 or 8, roughly. I'm not gonna lie, these parents sound kind of especially awful, so I'm really glad that everybody else didn't just placate them or tolerate their stuff. I feel like a lot of places they wouldn't want to lose that business, so they would just try to like talk them down without ever actually coming to any real resolution. I feel like a lot of places would say, oh yes, we'll talk to our employee about this, blah blah blah, and basically tell the entitled parents they were right without saying the words, you're right. Just all around an awesome boss. Our next story is from Jedi Bo, Jedi Prime 29. I pay my taxes, so I'll do what I want. Library Karen. I work at a library, and my only ask is if you go, please respect the materials and the people working there. Though many people don't get that. I've had parents come in and let their crotch goblins rip apart shelves and basically make a mess that now people like me have to clean up. Now, kids make messes, I get it, but these people are on a whole other level. My first experience was with this little hell spawn flinging books all over the place, and I silently put them away. The father couldn't handle it. He asked me to stop so his son could put the books away. I told him in my nicest customer service voice, I'm sorry sir, but I have to... No, my son needs to learn how to put the books away so he can work here someday. The kid was legit like three. I don't know why you're teaching your kid to file books at three. Improperly, mind you. I left to get one of my supervisors because the man's kid was destroying this shelf. The problem with children's books is that they're either skinny or thick, small or short, while adult books are typically of the same size and shape. By the time I returned, the guy and the kid was gone and the entire section was ripped apart. Luckily this was JP, which is picture books, so it only took 30 minutes to properly fix everything. One Karen was in the process of watching her Hexpawn rip apart the geography and weather section of the kids' nonfiction. When I walked into it, she looks in my disheartened face, knowing I'd have to spend hours fixing it all. It had to be over a hundred books. She goes, it's fine, I pay my taxes, so my angel can have fun. Then she disappeared. It took two hours to fix everything, as the books weren't all from the same spot walk around and small blips of shelves are messed up by this kid. Now, we have the Phantom Shelf Pusher, who goes around to a specific shelf and pushes every single book in. Every single one! And I know it has to be a kid. It only happens in the afternoon, and it only happens when school's off or after school. I've seen parents just stand by as their kids push in shelves or rip them apart. It's not just an annoying OCD thing, it's also hard for patrons in mobility devices or patrons with disabilities to reach pushed-in materials. My post is more just a deep ask than anything else. If you're a parent or not, teach your kids or yourself to please respect libraries. Respect our materials and respect the staff working there. We all try our best to make libraries inviting and a place for everyone to be happy. Don't go ripping up stuff because you pay your taxes. 
I pay my taxes too, but you don't see me letting a horse loose in the hospital. The library is not just yours, it's everyone's. Thank you. It's a travesty that people don't respect these places that are there to allow you access to so much free information and entertainment. I mean, a lot of libraries even have like games and movies that you can rent. I've even seen some libraries online that have stuff like cooking utensils, like pots and pans that you can rent out. These places are awesome and to not respect them and to not teach your kids to respect them, anybody that does that should be ashamed of themselves. Honestly, I wish I appreciated the public libraries more as a kid because, looking back on it, it was honestly fun going. Our next story is from Gothic Rat 14 entitled Mother Tries to Find Me at a Haunted House. Okay, so I'm a scary actor and I work at a haunted house. I love my job and I love seeing people's reactions, but some people are just insane. I'm doing my normal thing and I can hear someone brought their kid and they're sobbing. In the room before mine, there's someone who grabs your ankles and they touch the kid, freaking them out. My job is to slam this dull machete against the barrel, making a loud clang. I jump out and start snapping at them with my mask when the mother loses her mind screaming something along the lines about the next person who scares her kid and what she's gonna do with them and how she's gonna beat our butts, yada yada. And I continue to bang my machete on the barrel when this woman lunges at me. She was with a group and her grandma was holding her back, which was pretty funny to watch this grandma trying to hold back her raging daughter. They walk forward and me just being petty continued to bang on the barrel. When the mom turns around and yells, you know you're not scaring me so you can just stop. But of course I ignored her. There's a hole where they walk past and the only wall is plywood and usually I'll bang the barrel again for a good second scare. But considering how she was, I decided to go absolutely insane on it. I repeatedly struck the barrel as hard as I could. It was so loud. I even caused it to spark. The kid went a poop. I got a good laugh out of it. I would have been more annoying and petty, but with their behavior, I was scared they might attack someone. Even if it wasn't me, they might attack someone. Keep in mind, this kid looks to be about 5 years old, and I don't know what she was expecting when she brought her 5 year old into a haunted house. But clearly she was not having a great time. I have another story that's kind of like this that I might post later. Literally, what can you expect being in this location? They went into a haunted house. Surprise, it's scary. The parents are straight up morons. And our final story of the day is from Yvonne Avesna. Am I the jerk for ruining Christmas? The title's a little weird since it's October, but here's what's going on. I, 28-year-old male, do not drink, smoke, or get high. Because of this, I'm often asked to do things like babysit or be a designated driver for friends and family. I'm always paid for it. My extended family all live 13 hours north of us, so I rarely get to see them. And because of the global situation, this Christmas will be the first time I've seen them in four years. The issue? I have an aunt who's basically on thin ice with my entire immediate and extended family. She's one of those brutally honest slash no filter types of people, but cannot take what she dishes out. Since 2017, she'll occasionally foster children, but not so much for their own benefit as it is to just make her look like a good person on social media. She's been repeatedly told that they can't come to family gatherings because everyone in attendance is usually drinking, including her, and she repeatedly tries to get other people to watch them for her. I received a Facebook message from her three days ago. I had her blocked, but she apparently deleted the old account and made a new one. 
The message basically boiled down to her asking if I can watch her kids during Christmas because she knows I don't drink. I haven't seen my family in four years and she knows this, but she wants me to ignore them to watch her new foster kids. I didn't reply but instead screenshot it and sent it to my dad, her brother. I've since learned that the entire family has cut her off for this and as everyone is super pissed at her actions and things are tense. No one really blames me but I feel like there's going to be drama come Christmas time and it'll be my fault for causing it, so am I the jerk for potentially ruining Christmas? I don't care how anybody thinks, treats, or cares about OP in this situation. They are not the ones responsible for watching someone else's kids during Christmas. And I think it is wholly unfair to expect anybody to babysit some kids when they want to do their own things and they haven't even seen their family in four years anyways. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.